um, back at the Planted Podcast, and we've got a very special guest with us to, guest with us today, our very own Planted team member and very very best friend here. We've okay. got Hannah. Hey guys, so lovely to be here with you. Yeah, so Hannah's gonna give us um, the double testimony, the usual, um, you know, format that we do here. But before that, we'd like to know a little bit about you. Yeah, so obviously my name is Hannah. I am, I'm 20. I am a student. I um, get to work in ministry a bit, which is super cool. Um, and I also work in hospitality and I also work a little bit in the sustainable business space, which is cool. Um, I am a part of the planter team, which is um, just one of my favorite things in the world. And um i'm trying to think if there's anything else particularly interesting about me what was the name of your first pet oh my very first pet was this beautiful fish whose name was frizzy because its tail and fins looked kind of frizzy but uh it died after a week because it actually had a deformed fin yeah. I was going to say, as a curly head girl, I respect that name. <laughs> I don't know if I want to relate to this, this fish that after a week. No, but I still have very vivid memories of Frizzy. Oh, that's great. Um, so, we just before we jump into hearing about your testimony, we'd just love to pray over you over this episode and over everyone listening. So, let's pray. Hmm. Lord God, thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. Thank you for your character how steadfast you are. God, you don't change. And we just thank you that um, all throughout Hannah's life, you've been faithful. We're so excited to hear about the journey you've taken her on. And we look forward to, to throughout her life, getting to witness where you take her in the future. But God, we just want to thank you for who you are and that you're the reason that she's here. You're the reason that she is who she is. And God, your your love for us and the salvation we have in you is just just. I was going to say unreal, but God, it is real, and we just praise you for that. We just want to ask that you would be with Hannah as she speaks. Would you give her wisdom in what to share and in the words to say? And God, would you open our hearts to receive your truth through what she shares? God, we thank you for the power of testimonies, um, the power of your children speaking out and sharing what you've done in their lives is just so precious, and we thank you for that. We ask that you would bless Hannah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Hannah, we'd like you to kick us off it and, and tell us a little bit about how you you came to Jesus and how that all began for you. Yeah, um, so my story starts a very similar way to um, many Aussie Christians. I had, um, my parents have always been believers, um, as, as have their parents before them. And um, so to paint a bit of a picture of kind of what my family looked like, um, my my mum has been in ministry pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, she she did some other crazy things before that. But when I was young, she she actually became a youth pastor. And then um, starting in, in maybe 2015, she um, started the process to become a minister in the Uniting Church. Um, so she obviously has just been a really influential figure in in kind of my understanding of faith and um, and where I came to today and um, and my dad has um, always just been the most kind of wonderful supporter of her and, and the most wonderful supporter of, of us as kids um, 
in in the way that we we know Jesus and and the ways that he he has always shown us Jesus love um but but obviously you know my my parents faith uh doesn't stand as my own and so um my journey probably really significantly starts in early high school um I was at a Christian conference um and I think it was towards the end of the conference when um you know emotions are running pretty high and and you've had some experiences of the spirit and that kind of thing and um I had I I just had this encounter with God I had this moment where I think I I heard his voice um the most clearly for the first time um and I heard him I heard him ask me to take off the name lanyard that I was wearing at this conference and and to set it aside and to let go of who I was and and to step into who he was and in that moment I um I saw what I can only describe as as this um almost this glimpse of his face where I was just overcome with joy and um yeah just spent the rest of the night walking around absolutely beaming at this encounter that I had had with Jesus um and that was the experience that really kicked things off for me um a few years later I was baptized I kind of spent quite a long time actually thinking about that and and wanting it to be particular timing with God um and so I was baptized I think in 20 it's the end of 2018 um and yeah, since then have have been on a journey with God in in life and also in work and also in school and and in ministry and yeah, all the bits and pieces. Wow, wow, that's that's a really powerful powerful testimony, Anna. And um, you know what we do here on the podcast is not just highlight the you know the first you know step of the way, but also the second part, which is you know keep keep going committing um so after that how how did you continue to stay with Jesus yeah so the the few years that followed that so I think that was in I was in year eight when I had that encounter um and then following on from that obviously was our very formative years of high school um which which were a really difficult time for me more than anything because I really struggled with um, mental illness, particularly at that point, anxiety. Um, I, all the way through school, was just so um, so perfectionistic and so achievement-driven. And, um, you know, I actually had really loving and supportive people around me, but I just um, set all these expectations on myself. Um, and I just, just worked myself to the bone and... Um, I think even had really high expectations of myself in terms of the kind of uh, friend that I was and the kind of Christian that I was and the kind of sister and daughter that I was. So I was just constantly, constantly striving to please everyone with these expectations that that they didn't really even have of me that I had kind of um, created myself. Um, And so my relationship with Jesus through that period of time um, at times was quite distant as it was just easier to to kind of retreat into myself and 
um, almost wallow in my own um, in my own anxiety and that kind of thing. Um, and at other times, you know, he was just such um, just such a rock. And I can see um, looking back the ways that the more the more I lent on him, you know, the more that he um, the more that he lifted me up. And um, in the times that I drew close to him, he just drew me closer and closer. Um, and so it really was just by his grace and strength that I, um, that I made it through high school. Um, and I think the most significant takeaway that I have from from that point of time and what I know of God today is that no matter kind of where where my mind and my heart was at no matter um, the depression or anxiety that I was feeling I can say with such certainty that I never I never knew hopelessness Mm. and I know that that is um, of God you know I know that um yeah, even even when I just was really in um, at the bottom of the pit in in that particular moment, I just had such hope about what was ahead and um, hope of of healing and and hope of freedom, um, even if that wasn't for that point in time. Mm. Um, and that has been something that has that has continued. You know, my my mental health has changed obviously since leaving school. Um, but is still is still a really big part of my day to day walk. In particular, um, at the moment, it's mostly um, depression that I face more more regularly. I I had a really amazing healing encounter with God in relation to my anxiety um, last year, um, and so at the moment, um, yeah, it's it's learning and and working out how to walk with God while still dealing with um, with mental illness. But I can still say um, with certainty that that I just don't ever feel hopeless. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing such a vulnerable story too. And I'm sure that um, each of us can relate to, to parts of that. I actually wanted to unpack some more of that, if that's okay with you. I love how in your first... Um, in your first story of when you came to Christ, you had this clear experience with him, which, you know, you hope everyone does when they come to Christ. You want to experience what he's like. And for everybody, that looks different. And for you, you distinctly heard him tell you to step aside from your own identity. Um, and then you went you went away with that, knowing that you, you'd encountered Jesus and you got baptized. But then you went back to, I guess, the real world and you went through high school and you experienced depression and anxiety and a, and a lot of hard things outside of that, I'm sure. Um, I was wondering if you could unpack a little bit, just as a Christian, you can go from an experience and walk away with it just being an experience or it can become part of your journey and your testimony. If you could speak on that, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, looking back at, particularly pivotal moments at conferences or or at camps or or even just at church um the ones that went on to continue to shape me after that moment were 
the ones that I, I brought people in around me on, you know, the ones that I, um, that I shared with youth leaders and, and pastors and friends and, and brought them into the, the excitement or, or even the sadness of that and, um, you know, continue to have conversations with them about that and continue to be followed up and um, just just loved on through that. I think, um, yeah, that looking back, those were particularly special moments. And I, I also can even see that moments where I didn't share excitement or share struggle with people and kind of kept it to myself were moments that actually the enemy jumped on Mm. at times um I have I had a couple of years where I could go from having a really special night at church or at youth and and just feel really really loved by my community and and have um felt seen by God and and met him there and walked out of that building and just been immediately um, totally crushed down into feeling um, worthless and feeling like I didn't have anything to offer the people that I was with and feeling like they couldn't possibly like me and 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 those were struggles that, that I didn't invite people mm-hmm. into. And, and those ended up just kind of taking over those those beautiful experiences that I had with God. Um, yeah, so I think I think it was it's not keeping experiences of, of God and the Spirit to to myself, mm. but inviting other people to walk in that with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true, and it's so cool because when when people encountered um, Jesus when he was on the earth in person, they they would have this awesome experience where he would feed them or he would um, heal them or you know just encounter what what God is actually like and how the Messiah is so different to what they had expected him to be, and then they could have walked away, and I'm sure many did have having gone. That's an awesome experience, or they could have taken his words. Where he often would say, follow me, or repent and sin no more, turn from your sin, your sins are forgiven you, repent. And there was always a follow-up of, now go do this, now come and follow me, be part of my kingdom in this way. It was never just, um, like you said, step away from who you are and step into my identity. And that was an entire shift of, mm. of not just um, your life purpose and focus, but from one kingdom to another you're a different person now, you've been made new in Christ, but still you experience trials and you experience things you had to walk through that often you can think, well, is that experience I had with God real or is what I'm feeling now real? Because Mm. they're so oppositional. And I love Mm. that you said that in those moments, that's when the enemy plays around a bit. It's always in the gray area. Mm. And when, when we isolate ourselves, that was a a massive point you brought up and I think it came up in one of the, the previous episodes we did when when we isolate ourselves it's so mm. much room for the enemy to then just play with um with our thoughts and mm. for us not to bring them the Bible says to take every thought captive unto Christ Jesus so to even bring them before God mm. but to bring them before others is huge and I just love that you said it was in those times he was a rock 
it wasn't just when he was when you were having a great time experiencing him at conferences he was a rock mm. but it was in the times when um it was hard he was a rock mm. um and I also wanted to ask you about in those moments you said um like with mental health as a Christian it's mm. a big topic because mm. um how can you feel that way but experience um the truth of God and it's this whole um this whole topic but um you said even if it wasn't at that point in time, you didn't despair, you didn't lose hope. Mm. Because even if it wasn't in that point in time, you knew that God would bring you through it or bring you healing mm. or just help you through those situations. Mm. Can you unpack that a little bit more? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mental health and mental illness. Um, obviously, it is is becoming a more talked about topic and is just kind of being handled better across the board um but but adding faith to that mix kind of adds this whole um whole extra level of of complexity to it and trying to reconcile what we know about this this great and good god um who wants to heal us and who gives us reason for hope and joy um, reconciling that God that I know with um, the ways that I often feel at times has been really, really difficult. And there, there's been times over the years where, like, I, I have seriously just cried out to God, you know, God, like, what is up with this? Like, where, where is the freedom and healing from this? You know, I've, I've prayed about this constantly and I have try to give it over to you again and again and and I just don't feel like anything's changed mm-hmm. and there were times when that was that was so so difficult and and really played with um what I thought of God and, and the ways that I understood God and then um I think earlier I mentioned that last year I had this really really special um, healing moment with God, particularly in terms of my anxiety and um, social anxiety and um, the ways that I am just able to give things over to God. And um, from, from that moment, like I still, I still struggle with mental health. But looking back, I can see his timing for why there was that particular healing in that moment and not before and that gives me um yeah that gives me a lot of hope for for where I am now and the things that this this time and this experience is teaching me about God and um yeah I I mean I have hope that actually even if that healing never does come that there's purpose for that and 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 that it actually calls me to to lean on God and his strength in in this whole other way um when when I know that I can't trust my own mind or um you know just just don't even have the the strength to get out of bed like it it really it really is all him you know I know that I I couldn't have done that on my own um yeah made a really good point of like how mental health and mental illness gets spoken a lot more um and that's its own journey and then you have your faith journey that comes along there's two 
two parts that are now coming together more prominently now these days. Mm. At times, like you said, the the sort of voices and feelings that you're hearing, or even the enemy coming in those vulnerable moments mm. and you know taking advantage of that, it, it's it's really hard to sort of take further steps both in your mental health journey and in your faith journey. Mm. Um, but what I'd really like to know, you know, you've been sharing very encouraging insights into your personal journey. Mm. But if you were to boil that down and summarize that into some, you know, really, what, what would be a, just generally, what would be your advice for people also going on a similar journey as yourself or have been? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the first thing that I would say is that I don't do it well so often. And, um, you know, despite the ways that I have grown with God and despite everything that, that I know of God and, and that God promises me, there, there are plenty of times where I let my mental health win and, um, and, and give in to the depression or, um, you know, take, take the easier option and, you know, obviously this is, this is illness and, and there are times when, when that's reality. Um, yeah, so, so I don't, I don't do it well plenty of the time. Um, and I think my second piece of advice or insight would probably just go back to what I was saying earlier about inviting people into it. And so in the last probably year or two, I have come to love being super, super open about my mental health. Um, Like not in a way to like freak out anyone who, you know, just wanted me to reply good when they asked how I'm going. But um, (laughs) um, but, you know, really, really happy to talk about it anytime and always. And I find actually more often than I'm expecting the person that I share with um, responds to that vulnerability um, either with needing to share things themselves or or just actually being able to love me in a whole greater way um, once they see what what the needs are that I have and and the things that um, they can do to get alongside and, and help me and um, Anna, you were saying before about, um, you know, how much more difficult everything gets when we isolate ourselves, which which is so hard because more often than not, um, mental illness uh, calls us to isolate ourselves and that's um, one of the voices that we that we hear and, and is kind of competing with, with the voice of God and um, and that's that's a voice that I kind of give into a lot um and it feels much easier to isolate myself and and just kind of ride it out and um and you know not put the burden on anyone else or um you know not wanting to seem like I'm being dramatic or um you know like I probably should just get over it kind of thing um and so yeah I think I think I would encourage people to to invite people into that and have people that you have picked intentionally um, who you know are going to pray for you, um, who 
yeah, who you know are there kind of for every step of the ride. That, that is, I think, one of the best advices mm-hmm. I've ever heard because uh, just going off of the first piece of advice you gave about, you know, where you said that you're not, you're not always on top of it. That mm. is so important because people, I feel like, always think like they hear other people's journeys and how they've overcome it. And mm. sometimes they live out that nitty gritty side where it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't do well mm. in even fixing myself. Mm. So, you know, we're only, we're only human. We can only do as best as we can. And like you said, it encourages you to lean more into what, in those moments. So mm. that's really important. And just means to just be kind to yourselves mm. through that time. Cause mm. you know, it's not always going to be this up and up recovery process from, from those steps. Cause it's mm. going to be a bit of a journey. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. And you know, throughout the Bible, you see everybody, everybody called by God throughout the throughout the Bible has gone through some crazy stuff. Like no one's journey is ever just, oh yeah, it's been great because I follow God. There's always, there's always in the mix of just trials in general, mixed in with sin, mixed in with things that other people did to them. Like it's never perfect. And to get beyond that idea that when you become a Christian and you start walking with Jesus that everything is simple and easy. Like we can look forward to that one day Mm. in heaven, but for now we can, we can embrace the fact that God is with us. Yeah. Right now, um, which is important as well if you're listening, just to to take hold of that with everything Hannah said today. Yeah, just to take hold of just her message of how much God is with you in everything you go through, mm. and even if um, even if you're stuck with just dealing with um, problems that you've caused, mm. or you've brought upon your own life, or problems that other people have put on you that you can't have avoided in any way Mm. that God is with you and that no story is beyond what he has um he can bring glory and redemption to I mean that's the story of Israel right like Mm. they just screwed it up over and over and for us getting to read their story it's almost like frustrating it's like wow actually I kind of you know God would be so entitled to be so frustrated with us because this is guys like what are you doing um even um even the the best examples we have of old testament leaders like like david you know he he did a lot of things right he he was a great king and and you know he he loved god and he pursued god and he made really big mistakes um and yeah god god met him there yeah Mm, that's so good even um this morning to my pastor ben he said in his sermon this morning we're going through genesis and it was when benjamin one of jacob's sons was born and um if you know the story of jacob he had multiple wives which i guess back then might have been normal um it was before the law was written but it's not part of god's plan but he had multiple wives and he had a favorite who he loved and she had given him one son and then she was giving birth to their youngest, Benjamin, and she actually died in childbirth. And before before she died, she named him. I think it was Ben Benoni that um, she named him, and it uh, it means um, son of sorrow. My pastor was saying, which which is sad. Like it's his his name and his existence would then always be a reminder of death. But then Jacob renamed him like in the same verse he's like no nope, i'm gonna name you benjamin um which 
stood for like the redemption. Um, I think it means my right arm um, mm. or God's right arm. Or I can't remember exactly, but it, you know, not that left-handed people are like bad or anything. But <laughs> right, you, you know, most people are right-handed, and it's like the stronger arm. Like typically, that's what it was known for. And so symbolically, the right arm was like a symbol of strength. Um, but that's it. Just shows the redemptive power of what Christ has has done for us and. Um, you know, we went from death to like being at God's right hand. Mm. And Benjamin, like tribe of Benjamin, isn't that like Bethlehem where Christ was born? I mean, I'm not, I'm not super good at geography or like my biblical history, but I'm pretty sure that that's where he he was born. And um, just that, just that significance of God can just take a situation and make it glorious. And mm. and Rachel never got to see that. She mm. never got to see it. She she died thinking, this is my sign of sorrow, but. Nope. Yeah, it's good. I also wanted to ask you a little bit. Um, for anyone listening, if you mm. don't know, or if you haven't cottoned on yet, Hannah's one of my best friends. And before we were best friends, um, we actually met at a, a youth camp, um, both serving, actually. And that's actually where a lot of our team got to meet each other, which is super cool. But um, we just became really close, just fangirling over God and just mm. over what he was doing in our lives. And I thought it'd be funny to share a bit of the story of how Hannah became involved in Planted before we ask you about your role. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's so there's so much Hannah has to bring to Planted, but also just to our generation. And so basically, I don't know if you want to share the story from your perspective or if you'd like me to share it. I'd kind of like to hear it from your perspective, oh. actually. <laughs> Um, we were just hanging out and we were going to meet another friend who wasn't able to come and um, the three of us that were going to meet I think you were closer with her and I was closer with her we didn't really know each other super well but we kind of admired each other from afar Mm. Planted was just kind of um, very young I feel like it's still very young but the team was also a new thing it used to just be me writing blogs and then it became a little team I'd, I'd been to one Planted event I think I went to your very first um, worship night at your church oh, wow. and wow. I and I knew about planted but I didn't know much about it that's right I mean there wasn't much to say at that point we were just like I don't know what God's doing but he's doing something and at that point I was sort of running everything and we were just I was learning about um, rest and also about just having a team on board and what God was doing with that and I had started to see God just call people into the team and I'd seen him like I'd experienced him saying, get that person who you don't really know to be on your team and, and trust them with this ministry that is kind of your baby that I've given to you. And um, that, that like one of those people was Adway just coming on board the team. And um, so we had this team and then Hannah and I are just having, we're, we're sort of there having coffee and we're like... We ended up at my house on the floor of my living room because it was raining like outside. Yeah, probably. <laughs> about the just the deepest parts of our lives and I have a feeling I probably cried at some point because I usually do when things get deep well, so do but, I um, yeah we're just tearing up together on the carpet at least it was clean <laughs> freshly vacuumed um, and I was telling Hannah how atrocious I am at admin or anything to do with organization which everybody knows about me now you all do as well and Hannah brought up that she has such a desire to be involved in ministry in some administrative way because that's where she has all these giftings, but it's not 
it's not, it's a spiritual gift in the Bible. Like it's actually something that's acknowledged, but it's not really acknowledged in our church at the moment as something that's needed. And just this desire, I think maybe I hadn't even told you we need someone for this, but um, it just came up. And then we both just looked at each other and there was just this moment where I was like, something's meant to, something's meant to be right now. And we ended up meeting up for coffee again, like that week. And I just poured out everything I wanted to do with Planted that I knew God was calling us to do, but I didn't have capacity and I didn't know how to organize. And Hannah just organized, not just Planted, but my life schedule as well. And just helped me color code everything. And I There was a lot of color coding. Yeah. Like we were really precise on like, different shades of colors and stuff yeah and it low-key made me want to vomit because i used to find that kind of thing just sickening because i couldn't handle lists or anything and now i'm a nurse and i have to make a list every shift and it's it's not as traumatic as it used to feel but yeah we just became like almost two parts of one brain just with the administrative side of planted and now seeing it develop into a pastoral team and a ministry team and these these worship nights and just a community and just knowing like wow god really brought everyone in and just i always tell hannah i tell everyone on the team hopefully um if i haven't told you in a while either Adelaide, you're all such an, a, such a significant part of of what god is doing and it's so out of my control i've never gone i want to ask this person on the team not that i haven't wanted to but it's more it's never been my idea Mm. and um it's just been such a blessing having you on board in that administrative way but also where you have other roles implanted would you be willing Mm. to um talk a little bit about what you do implanted why you want to do it and where your passions are yeah absolutely um so obviously a fair amount of that is is this administrative stuff and and I think back to that first coffee we had at this cafe where you just like thought dumped all the planted stuff. And I just look back and laugh about the fact that I went from knowing very little about planted to like everything in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, these are all the inner workings. and <laughs> um, But it was, it was so good. And looking back on was actually just so right and so so funny to look back on we didn't even know much about each other at that point we were crying together all the time about yeah what god was doing and how he brought us together yeah like we even laughed we were just laughing a moment ago about how our names actually mean the same thing and actually wearing the same outfit but in slightly different colors at the moment and just it's yeah it's right very in tune with each other Yeah. yeah um so that administrative role has looked like some organizing has um looked like some researching and and website um construction and maintenance and um and that kind of thing which which I actually do quite enjoy and do a little bit um as a role in in other ministry for work and then I also am on the pastoral team um, which I love just kind of getting to to meet meet with our team and talk about planted and, and where it's going and and looking back and talking to God about where it's been as well um, and that is that's really special to me because there is such a space there to talk about what we see that young people need and 
and just the particular hurts and and cries of young people um which so i um also through through church as well as work get to spend a fair bit of time in youth ministry um which which i just love um but each you know each ministry um because we are only people and also because we are following god's plan kind of has has a bit of a scope and so some of the things I see um, or feel like are really on my heart I'm not always able to address in um, at my youth group you know that's just we don't have the resources all the time or or you know in work Um, it's it's not always the right space Um, but those things that that sit on my heart I'm able to bring to planted and and to our pastoral team and say you know this is what I see. Do you see this as well? You know, what What can we do about this? Does God want us to do anything about this? Or, or is this not ours to tackle? And um, and so I love that. Um, and that has been a really, a really special space to watch how Planted has, has grown and been torn down and, and built up over the last few years. Um, and then be on the pastoral team I also get to work on our planted prayer ministry um, which is super special and I really love prayer ministry I really love what that means for um, for our ministry internally but also what prayer ministry can do for those that we encounter Um, yeah that's me and planted so it's exciting hearing how everybody came into it they're doing now so mm. um now i know I, I asked a bit about you know advice earlier on and mm. it's because you can clearly see that the lord has blessed you with great wisdom oh thank you um so when i ask for your advice it's not just for me mm. it's for, for our listeners as well so i want to ask mm. what advice do you have for our generation yeah massive question and um obviously so many things um but I think one thing just falls to my mind immediately and that is to continually pursue the presence of God and to just get so comfortable with what it is to sit in his presence and do nothing else. Um, I, through um, some of the, the community that I get to be a part of, um, through the ministry that I work with have had really really wonderful older role models above me who um, who do ministry really well but also um, just walk with Jesus in, in really inspiring ways and um, and I have gotten to be a part of some some prayer meetings and and worship gatherings with them where they have sat down and you know, sometimes in silence or sometimes with someone playing guitar softly in the background, have just um, sat down as a group and and just in silence prayed for um, for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, um, you know, just, just spent time in his presence and seen what he has to say. And the first time that I stepped into this, I was like, I do not know if I can do this. Like that, firstly, that's a long time, and like, 
I don't know, how do I even, how do I access the presence of God? And like, what if I just sit there awkwardly the whole time and my brain just keeps wandering and, um, you know, and what if it's awkward and what if I open my eyes and make eye contact with someone across the room and, you know, um, but even just that first encounter was so, so special. And I mean, I had, I had people around me to model it to me, which was awesome. Um, but also just in that, in that quiet and, and stillness, I, I feel like I got to, to know God and who he is, um, in such important ways that, um, has shaped the way that I then talk to him in prayer and has shaped the way that I read the word. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just like with any friendship, you know, just spending time with them, you, you come to know them and their mannerisms and, um, and things about them. And, you know, you spend enough time with someone and you start to know potentially what they're going to say before they even say it. And, um, spending times intentionally in God's presence for me has been similar to that. Um, and, and I think it's not something that is modeled to us super often anymore. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that would be my encouragement to young people to seek God's presence. That's beautiful. That is so cool. Cause his presence is everywhere. It's not like you mm. have to go, um, like, just to church or just to an event to find God's presence is everywhere, but mm. we often ignore it and mm. it's ready for us. And I guess that's the thing about God is where he says, if we seek him, we'll find him. If we seek him with all our hearts, but if we're not genuinely seeking, mm. we're, that's, that's when we get lost. But I think when you said just that, those fears and the worries of like, what if I do it wrong or, you know, but if you're genuinely seeking, you'll you'll meet with God if you're if you ask him to help you prepare your heart to meet with him Mm. you'll meet with God yeah that's awesome Hannah and practice also like weirdly it it gets easier to switch off the other parts of your brain and and tune into the voice of God um but also like you know we're just people and you get really distracted sometimes and that's cool and God doesn't get mad if your brain wanders Mm. so you know, it's it's just such a actually low pressure way of getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Also, before we wrap up, I was mm. wondering if you would like to talk at all about the ministry that you're employed by. Obviously, when she talks about that ministry, she's not talking about Planted. I actually worked for many ministries or served in many ministries, but there is one in particular that you might like to talk about. Yeah, um, I do have my finger in a few pies, but um, I am very lucky to work for an organization called Soul Survivor who I first met um, as a youth and when my mum was a youth pastor I would kind of go to Soul Survivor youth conferences every April and and that actually was where I had this um, really significant encounter with God Um, and so I went to went to their conferences and and events um, all throughout high school and then soon after leaving school um yeah, was was lucky enough to get the opportunity to work for them in admin and communications. And um, I mean, we're we're a fairly small team who are there on a day to day basis, so um, you get to be fairly involved across the board, which is awesome. But Soul Survivor is um, 
an organization that came across from a church in the UK um, and now now does its own thing um, but just really really cares about getting alongside churches and youth groups and um, helping facilitate ministry to young adults and um, and youth and so just to give you um, what what my boss at Seoul always calls your little like elevator pitch um, our kind of slogan our focuses are uh, knowing God in in word in spirit and in action and we talk about equipping and encouraging youth and young adults um, in how they know Jesus and making disciples on the road um, so so that's us I love I love that job I love the organization we have our youth conference coming up in April um, which which is going to be awesome um, we have our young adults retreat in August, which is also awesome. Um, so yeah, big fan. Search it up if you're interested. Awesome, thank you. That's so cool. And just thanks for coming on the podcast. We just love having you and doing life and serving with you is just awesome. So um, we should wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, so if you want to um, stay tuned, uh, hit hit the little heart button on Spotify here so you can be saved all new episodes will be right on your front page there and um, you can check us out at the website or you can jump onto our Instagram at planted.ministries and the link will be in our bio we're we're not that hard to find so yeah (laughs) that's true alright we'll see you in the next episode guys bye Hello, everyone. I just wanted to quickly come in at the end here um, and say that, you know, mental health and mental illness is a big topic and we really want to put it out there and talk about it. So, yeah. And if you have found anything that has been talked about this episode triggering or upsetting in any way, um, we do just want you to to be supported and surrounded by people that care about you. It's not a bad thing um, to face that that challenge or those emotions it's not something to shy away from but to to really deal with and work through so please do seek out your friends and family your churches um, parents um, and even getting professional help is not something to be afraid of but something to seek out and of course if you feel like it you can always shoot us a dm through our instagram but we will always direct you back to um, your church and your community around you if you have those so please don't be afraid of of anything that you may be feeling or processing after the stuff Hannah talked about we hope that it can have been encouraging to you god bless